this morning. Let us just turn our Bibles to our Bibles. Uh, if we turn to Second Timothy chapter 1. Second Timothy, the first chapter, and the seventh verse. If found, you can say Amen. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear. We agree that when you become fearful, that spirit comes from Satan. Because God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. A sound mind, it means a very settled mind, very... Uh, peaceful mind that is what the Lord has given us not a wandering mind but a sound mind not a worrying mind but a sound mind Amen let's read another one let's read in the book of Job the 30th chapter only the 25th verse Brahmanla, if you can just come and check the speaker for me. The 25th. Job. 
the third chapter, the 25th verse. Amen. For the thing which I greatly feared is come upon me. And that which I was afraid of is come unto me. Do we agree? Job is simply saying, what you see in my life is things that I was afraid of. Now, my fear has become my reality. Amen. Let's bow our heads. Gracious Heavenly Father, this morning we approach your throne of mercy as imperfect beings who rely on your grace. Heavenly Father, we made our way to this place because we acknowledge that we need to be in the hands of the porter. Perfect people don't come to church. It is imperfect people that come to be perfected by the perfect God. That is why I believe everyone sitting here this morning, they all need your grace. They all have an area that they can point at and say, over there, I need you, Lord. Had it not been the case, we would not be here. We are here because there is a great desire to be shaped, modeled by you in the manner that you see fit. Things that should not be in our lives, remove them, Lord, so that when we stand on that great day, there should not be even a spot or a blemish upon us, dear God. Our greatest desire is to approach this service with sincerity. We live during a time where churches are just entertainment centers. We live during a time where ministers look at churches as business centers. Our greatest desire this morning is that this should be a place of preparation. This should be a place where men and women consecrate their lives unto thee. This should be a place where men and women are able to raise their hands and say, Lord, I need thee. should be a place where men and women are preached into courage to be able to confront the life that they once lived and say, Satan, no more this life should be a place of repentance, a place of dedication. That is our desire. That is why we are here. We pray for our young people. We pray for the merited people. We pray for the unmerited people. We pray for everyone that is here, young, old, woman, men. Everyone needs you, God. The world may look like it is a, 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 they are self-sufficient, but we are not self-sufficient. We can't even take one step without you being on our side. 
help us to be humbled, especially in a time where arrogancy is on the rise, where people have got no sense of humility in any way. Help us to be humble before your weight. When we are wrong, help us to be able to say we are sorry. That is the desire that we have, dear God. As I'm standing reporting for duty, I'm in no more perfect condition than the people that are in the pews. I need you as much as they need you. I need you to speak to me as much you'll speak to them. That whatever they are going to benefit of, it should not be a case of a minister speaking to the laity. Let it be a case of the Almighty God addressing the laity inclusive of the minister. If the church has to repent, the minister has to repent. If the church has to amend, the minister has to amend. No one should be an exception, dear God. We take every spirit here under our control. We have learned this from the prophet of the hour, that every spirit can be under our control. And so that the Holy Spirit can move in an unhindered manner and minister from seat to seat. If there is somebody that needs divine healing, dear God, release the divine healing power. If there is somebody that needs deliverance, release the deliverance power. Whatever is needed, dear God, is available right in this building right now. Dear God, we thank you for being a powerful God. Because we live during a time where people are worshipping powerless gods. But it's a grand privilege to worship a powerful God. A God that can do something about situations. Thank you, dear God, as I commit everything to you in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. While you take your seats for... Amen. God bless you richly. Are you happy this morning? I certainly am happy. Amen. Excuse me. This morning, I just want us to take a few minutes and speak on a sermon or a title that could be a directive and just say fear must fall Amen fear must Amen not fear must fall fear must fall how many agree with that fear must Brother Bram says, what I find among a group of people a lot of times is fear. People are fearful, people are full of fear. That's why I say fear must fall. Now, the entire, I don't know what is the estimated value of the insurance industry, but the insurance industry is based on fear. 
Hallelujah. Uh, I don't know, maybe Stantabi Singh with time and with training, they've just come to include other stuff. Now, somebody can say it's no longer based on fear, it's based on planning. Amen. But in the, some time back, everyone that was sharing, uh, selling an insurance uh, policy, when they met you, they say, suppose you die. Amen. <clears throat> and then we, we, uh, with the hope that in that state of fear, you just sign and, and the business goes forward. Amen. But I understand these days, they are very ethical. It's more based on planning. Amen. Even ministers, there are people that have been coerced into the gospel because they were told that repent or you'll go to hell. And people came to Jesus trying to avoid hell. And such does not last. Amen. Because fear is of the devil. How many agree with that? Fear is of the devil. We live, or maybe to describe it a bit, somebody I liked how he described fear when he said, it is as lethal to us as the paralysis of the brain. It makes our thoughts become arthritic and our memory sluggish. That's what fear does. The fear it can be crippling to you as an individual. Fear holds you back from going forward. Fear makes it difficult to live your life to the fullness. And for one, I for one, I hate a gospel that relies more on fear. Hallelujah. A gospel that uh, provokes fear, I don't gel so much with such gospel. Because the scripture says, he that the son sets free is free. Indeed. Amen. Now, even before I get into my message, <clears throat> excuse me, there are people that are superstitious and they think they are spiritual. There's a difference between superstition and being spiritual. It doesn't mean, uh, and when you are spiritual, you are not superstitious. Are you still with me? Uh, every race have their own superstitions. Every tribe have their own superstitions. Uh, in my culture, if you uh, black cat crosses in front of you, it signals uh, bad luck. But after, once I came into the message, when and I was full of the Holy Ghost. When I see a cat crossing in front of me, I know that either it has a very irresponsible owner or it is going somewhere. Amen. It has nothing to do with me at all. Yes. Are you still with me? I, I, I'm glad the Malachi 4 gospel has broken a spell of superstition. Yes. Uh, I can go on and on. Some of you, some in the white culture, you are not supposed to see the bride dress before the wedding. Isn't so? Something bad is going to happen. Uh, but in the message, you need to see how she will be dressed. At least she shows up with sleeveless. Amen. 
so you have to see that dress. And for you to see that dress, you've got to break that superstition. Uh, can somebody say amen to that? We are free from superstitions. In some cultures, you are not supposed to borrow salt at night. But if I, I can eat meat that does not have salt, if my neighbor has salt, I will go and get salt. In some cultures, you are not supposed to uh, eat food that comes through the, through the window, but we live during the time of drive through Amen. <clears throat> so, all the superstitions are sounding more and more foolish. But the problem is that uh, some of the superstitions are making it into the church. And church people are beginning to be superstitious, thinking that they are spiritual. Amen. Folks, maybe even before I get here, no witch, no wizard will survive the voltage of the message of the hour. Uh, Hallelujah. Uh, Me, I'm not afraid of a witch. No, no. It doesn't matter from where. No witch has got no power over me at all. Are you still with me? I've got zero, zero consent for such. Because why? I am under the protection of the blood of Jesus Christ. Are you still with me? The moment I make you fearful as a minister, that means I doubt my gospel. This gospel has power. This gospel can reverse spells. This gospel can break the backbone of every demon. So this morning I say, have no fear. Have confidence in the almighty God. Satan is nothing to the army of God. I say Satan is nothing to the army of God. Even cancer, we fear no cancer. Do you fear cancer? I fear no cancer. Hallelujah. Why? Because there is a resurrection power. If I die, I will rise again. Hallelujah. No grave can contain a believer. So we, we, are, we are afraid of nothing. Folks, I'm saying we are afraid of nothing. Hallelujah. And if you've got fear this morning, that fear must fall. Hallelujah. Some have got fear. Will we divorce? Will we not divorce? That fear must fall. Hallelujah. Will I go hungry? Will I not go hungry? I've never seen a bed begging by the side, by the roadside. And if the bed, God never allowed the bed to do that, he will never allow his child to come to those lower levels. It will never happen. Somebody say amen to that. I I feel there is a bit of fear here, and I say it must fall. By the time we are done with the service, this fear must fall. And anything that you want to do, you must go and do it with boldness, knowing that you are powered by the powers of the kingdom of God. And when when you are powered by God, no demon will put a roadblock. You are a bulldozer spiritual bulldozer. You, you push away all obstacles. Hey, I'm really fearless of Satan. He means nothing and even his demons. Amen. Now, the prophet of God says, the way to have fellowship in the message, the way to have fellowship, paragraph 26, he says, he preached this on the 9th of October, 1955. 
Amen. Do you mind if I take my jacket off? Amen. It's, uh, it's something at the wedding yesterday, and I don't think my body is responding very well to it. But I say, once I'm done preaching, I'll be well. Amen. Now, in the message, the way to have fellowship, paragraph 25, he says, there is only two faculties that govern a human. Two faculties that govern a human. That's paragraph 26. Go down. If the date is correct, go down. Okay. All right. Amen. There's two faculties that govern a human. One of them is faith, which bring, which brings. Faith brings? Amen. And the other is fear, which has no value in it at all. Fear has no value in it at all. You can't boast that I got these results because I was fearful. Faith is of? Faith is of? Are you here, believers? Faith is of? Fear is of? Fear makes you weary. It, it drains you. Because you cross bridges before you get to them. You solve problems that do not exist. You try to find cure for the diseases that don't exist. Some of you, because of you, you died many times. I'm about to die. Ten years later, you are still here. And after you have survived that imaginary disease, you are thinking about the new one. After you have resolved that imaginary problem, you are trying to find a new one. You can't sleep at night. You wake up in the morning very tired. Because in your mind, there is a lot of things that you are trying to balance. Fear makes you weary. Fear makes you wonder. And if I was going to die in the morning, what good would it do to me to get all stupid about it? What if I was going to be electrocuted in the morning and my life had to end tomorrow morning? What good would that do to worry about? Well, you say, what good, it, what good would it do to have faith? Faith can sign my pardon. There is no, there is value in faith. Don't be weary. 
Don't be scared. Don't be upset. Just have faith and believe. And the only way you can have faith, you have to love first. For love produces faith. Perfect love casts out all fear. Are you still with me? I hope we are together. Now, in the message, I spoke about superstition. There's a man, or maybe superstition, the entire Catholic system is based on superstition. They've got a rosary that they would hang in the car and that they would put on the neck, that they would put in the house. They say it protects them from all things. I'm told of some Catholic that had it in the car. Somewhat the children removed it. And after they had removed it, he was on his way to work. And somewhat he believed that because the rosary was no longer in the car, something bad was going to happen. As sure as it can be, on his way back, he got involved in an accident. It doesn't mean rosary has power. His fear became a reality. We are not protected by rosaries. We are not protected by little crosses. We are protected by the almighty God. I can forget a little cross, but I can never forget God. God is with me. The angels of God are encamped around those who fear his name. You you must never. And that is why the other time we prayed for a sister here who was just a visitor. And after we have prayed and I said, now all is going to be well. You could see how she kept on looking at me because she expected something tangible. Maybe she expected me to give an oil or water or something. I say, lady, we don't give such. Because if I give you water, water will run out. But if I give you God, God will never run out. And God will protect you at all times. Are you still with me? There is an obsession with tangibility. I've got to find something that protects me. Anything that you have that is tangible, that you think protects you, you are not pro- it's not protecting you. You are protecting the very thing. Uh, hallelujah. Now, it says in the message, have faith in God, paragraph 10. It says, people look for faith today by somebody that is God or something or another like to touch the totem pole or to do something else, or say some hocus-pocus ways over someone. So that means someone is brought before the altar, being prayed for, if they don't believe that God will do something until the pastor speaks in tongues. And even if it is meaningless tongues, as long as tongues were spoken, it means God is definitely going to be doing something. It does not work like that. Are you still with me? Brahman says, that's religious superstitions. Hallelujah. That's religious superstition. There is no truth in that. God's weight is the truth. This is the truth. Jesus Christ is is the way made flesh. Amen. I want to come back to the issue of superstition because 
A lot of times people are bound by superstition. Every fear that you can trace it back, underlying that fear, there is a superstition. Are you still with me? Superstition, the dictionary says, is a belief that an action or object or circumstance can affect a situation even if they are in no way related. Are you with me? Your hand is is busy itching. You say, I'm going to receive money. (laughs) They are not related in any way. It is just purely superstition. Are you still with me? The cause and effect have no natural link, and here I can say no spiritual link, but are believed to be connected through magic or chance. Superstition can be active like throwing spilled salt over your shoulder or passive like a black cat crossing your path, causing bad luck. Mm. Foolishness. Amen. Now, I say under, under, under every superstition, underlying that, there is a, underlying every fear, there is a bit of superstition. And superstition, people have, are using that to predict the outcome that are not known. They are simply saying, because this and that has happened, it means that will happen, even though they are not related in any way. But here is something. If superstition can cripple people in such a way, how much more when your affirmations are based on the word of God? Are you still with me? If, if people are able, and some of these things, they believe them and they happen. Their fears become a reality. If somebody say, if there is a, an, a, an owl outside, somebody is going to die in the family. And somebody surely dies in the family. Why, if you can pull, pull a, a bring or take that uh, negative belief, why don't you convert it and it becomes positive faith? And say, because I believe in God, everything is going to go right. Because I believe in God, God is going to preserve my life. If people are bound by superstition, let us be bound by fear, by faith in God. Are you still with me, people? And Brother Brenham says, God doesn't want cowards. God wants brave men and women. A coward will never have a testimony. I say a coward will never have a testimony. Because a coward, as soon as there is a problem that is apparent, a coward runs away. But a believer, when they see a problem, they say, there is about to be a testimony. I'm about to get a chance to glorify God. Are you still here, people? God does not want cowards. Cowards never have testimonies. It's only brave men and women that have testimonies. Are you still with me? In the message, God's covenant with Abraham and his seed, paragraph 10, preached this on the 23rd of Feb, 1956. It says, paragraph 10, lady, he's speaking to a sick lady. It says, lady sitting here, lady here sick. I guess she has a pillow laying by her. Now, she is a sick person. She's probably come to hear the weight and maybe to be healed. Now, all the fear you would have, sister, would do you no good at all. Are you still with me? 
All the fear that you would have would do no good at all. Then he repeats what he said on the previous message. Fear has not one value to it. So discard it. Let it drop it. Are you still with me? Now, what makes you drop? uh, And he says, perfect love casteth away fear. Let's put it this way. If, 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 if any woman is afraid of a snake, hallelujah, if a Mozambican cobra comes, we're all going to run. But here I want to give an example with sisters. A Mozambican cobra, you see it, the first reaction is that you need to run. However, if a Mozambican cobra begins to crawl towards your six-month-year-old baby, six-month-old baby, and it's crawling, is, is busy going towards her way, are you going to run? No. This is a Mozambican cobra. If it spits into your eyes, you can go blind. Are you going to run? This, this snake, in within a few minutes, if you don't get medical attention, you are dead. Are you going to run? Why are you not running? Why are you not running? It's because of the love that you have for the baby. It is greater than the fear that you have for the snake. Are you with me, people? Now, that means love and fear cannot coexist. Perfect love casteth away fear. And if you, sister, you say you are not afraid of the Mozambican cobra, why then are you afraid that a demon will snatch away your child? The same intensity that you have towards the Mozambican cobra is the same intensity that say, demon, not my child. Are you still with me, people? Discard that fear. Now, there's something that I want to expose something about fear. In the message, the seven church age, this is the normal booklet. He says, now remember, this Christ in the true church is a continuation of the book of Acts. But the book of Revelation shows how that the Antichrist spirit would come into the church and defile it, making it look warm, formal, and powerless. It exposes Satan, revealing his works, attempted destruction of God's people, and the discrediting of God's way, right down to the time he is cast into the lake of fire. He finds that. He cannot stand that. He knows that if the people get the true revelation of the true church and what she is and what she stands for and she can do the greater works, she will be an invincible army. The the devil is afraid that we may get the true revelation of the true church 
Because when we get that revelation, we know that what Jesus was doing 2,000 years ago, he can still do it through his church. If he healed the sick then, he must still heal the sick now. That means if Jesus was never afraid of anything, a believer should never be afraid of anything. Jesus was not even afraid of death. A believer must never be afraid of death. Jesus was never afraid of any disease. A free a believer must never be afraid of any disease. Jesus was never afraid of any condition. A believer should never be afraid of no condition. Are you still with me? And what was the confidence that Jesus based his confidence upon? In the way. That's why when he confronted Satan, when Satan tempted him, he said, it is written. And tonight, this morning, a believer must be able to face Satan and say, it is written. If Satan say, you are going to fail, you tell Satan that Satan, it is written. I am a covenant child of the living God. And God will never break his covenant. Are you still with me? If Satan say, you are going to be defeated, say to him, there is a quotation. That if the church gets the true revelation of the true church, that church will rise like an invincible army. What does it mean to be an invincible army? It means there is going to be battles. But when we say you are invincible, you can never be defeated. Folks, this is your characteristics in the end time. You are invincible. What does it mean? There's going to be spiritual attacks. There's going to be physical attacks. There's going to be financial attacks. There's going to be marital attacks. There's going to be demonic attacks. But there is a promise. You are invincible. Oh, please give me goosebumps. You will never be defeated. Ah, this, this must give you some vavavoo. That you face Satan and say, I will never be defeated. Brother Abraham said, God took Jesus on the cross and tore him apart to make a covenant that you are the covenant people and you cannot face. And he says, when you realize that, it makes Satan mad. This morning you are sitting there, Satan is bringing this negativity, that negativity, he's bringing this bad news and that bad news. I don't care how many bad news Satan has. The word of God says, when Satan comes like a flood, God will raise a spirit against him. You are invincible. You say, I'm going to die. You are not going to die. You say, I'm going to be sick. You are not going to be sick. You say, I'm going to be divorced. You are not going to be divorced. Oh, listen to this minister this morning. I'm yet to refute anything that Satan says to you. I say, he's a liar. And the father of all lies. And whatever Satan is saying to your ear this morning, it is a liar. It must be rejected. Satan, you are a liar. I am invincible. Are you sitting here, people? Satan is waiting for you outside. But tell him, when I come out of the church, you will be reduced to nothing. Oh, I'm glad to be preaching to a group of people that believe this. You, I don't care whether the economy crumbles, you are invincible. I 
don't care what Satan does. You are invincible. I don't care what the demons are going on a rampage. There is a promise. You are invincible. You will never be defeated by anything. From Satan to the lowest demon will never defeat a child of God. Your reputation is not at stake here. It's not by might, it's not by power, but it's by his spirit. Come on, believers. It's not by your intellect, it's not by your talent, it's not by your experience, it's not by your background, it's not by your color of your skin. It is by the power of the spirit of the almighty God. You are going forward. I say, fear must fall. Do you agree with me? Fear must fall. We fear no disease. We fear no demon. We fear no Satan. We fear no principality. We are not even fearful of Donald Trump. We are not even fearful of Putin. We are not even fearful of Syria. We are here on earth. And brother, brother, say, when we are here on earth, all balances of power are now leaning towards the bride. But when we go, mad men can do whatever they do. But as long as we are here, no atomic bomb shall ever be released. Because why? The bride of Jesus Christ is upon the face of the earth. Russia is nothing against the bride. America is nothing against the bride. Rome is nothing against the bride. Hell is nothing against the bride. Denominations are nothing against the bride. Oh, I wish you believed it to the way I believe it. He knows that if the people get the true revelation of the true church and what she is, what she stands for, and that she can do the greater works, she will be an invincible army. Folks, we are an army that cannot be infiltrated. I say we can never be infiltrated. Every army, the most dangerous thing, or the most misfortune that can happen to any army around the world, is when an army can be infiltrated. And once it is infiltrated, then the military mission gets hijacked. That is why in America, you've got Russian spies. In Russia, you've got American spies. They are there within, working within, in order to derail the plan of the military. The bride is the only military army upon the face of the earth that will never be infiltrated. Come on, believers. Even a witch can worship with us, but she will never infiltrate us. She needs the baptism of the Holy Ghost before she can come into the army of God. And by the time you infiltrate us, you are converted. Come on, folks. You, you, know, you know that to some of you this morning you are inaccessible. You are inaccessible. They can go to a medium and say, check this guy out. And the medium checks on the radar screen and say, I can't find the guy. Why? Because you are at a higher frequency, not at a lower frequency. You are at a frequency where demonic forces 
can never train you, trace you. That's why you can worship with, with us and say you are being bewitched. The, you are just telling us that you have backslidden. Because you, for them to reach you, you must backslide. There is a realm that witchcraft cannot reach. Sangomas cannot reach. People that cast the spells cannot reach. That realm is protected by the blood of Jesus Christ. It can never be bypassed. The security mechanisms are intact. And every believer is in that realm. Not below that realm. Are you with me? You can eat a poison and the poison will do you no harm. And they wait and say, it's a metro, in an hour she'll drop dead. In an hour you still say, can I have some more of what we ate earlier on? What's happening? There is a power in you that can never be subjected to the power of Satan. I'm saying we are afraid of nothing. I found a Nigerian minister by the mall. He had a white lady that he had set her down. And while I walked past, I just got attracted to say, what is this Nigerian men doing with this white lady in Whitbank. Then as I passed by our overhead, she said, if you don't do anything, something bad is going to happen. And the lady was so fearful. Because I didn't know what they were talking about, but something almost nudged me to say, you are a liar. Nothing bad is going to happen. But can you see, fear knows no nationality. Fear knows no race. It binds everybody equally. And the blood of Jesus Christ will release you. Now it says, if they get a true revelation of the two spirits before I get here. You remember when Brother Branham was here? Brother Branham had no fear. When he went back to America, he said, if you really want to see the power of God, come onto the mission field and see what God does on the mission field. And he says, when I was out there, we came at a certain place and we stepped to the floor and lifted up a table in the air and it was right there in suspense. And the witch said, if you've got power, bring the table down. And it was just hanging in there. And says, that witch started speaking in tongues. Hallelujah. And it says, right there, I looked at that. If you think tongues is spiritual, then a witch is speaking in tongues. Then you will think witches are spiritual. Now it says, when I stood there, Brother Brenham as well, he wanted because he was not fearful. He wanted to do an experiment. And he says, I looked at the table in suspense. And I said, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, table come down. 
and it says it remained intact in the air. It says demons travel in the name of Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. That's why when you are baptized in that baptism, you must be baptized again because demons travel through that channel. Then he said, I look at it and say, in the name of the lily of the valley, the rose of the shadow, table come down. He says, it remained in suspense. Then he says, I looked at the table, X4, verse 12, no name given to the human race whereby they can be saved except one name. He looked at the table and said, table, now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, your table come down. It came down, all four legs were broken. There is power in the name of Jesus Christ. You can never utter that name and things remain the same. When we come against demons and we speak that name, we are not afraid. This I'm preaching about a prophet who was not afraid of Satan. But why you that believe his message, you become afraid of Satan? He says, I was in a meeting. As I was in the meeting, a man came all the way from the back. The man had killed another man two weeks prior. And he came as he was coming on the platform. He said, ministers run for cover. And he says, I stood there. Brother Bramu was small in stature. It was not the stature. It was the power behind the stature. And he says, when that man came, he was busy with foam coming out of his mouth. And say, you snake in the grass. I'm going to break every bone in your body. Brother Bram said there was no fear in my heart. He says there was just love in my heart. Because when so, when, hallelujah, when divine love is projected, sovereign grace takes place. He says as he was coming, as he was coming, hallelujah. He said, Brother Bram said, I said to that man, I said, Satan. It was not the man. He said, that man can be somebody's father. He says, I said, Satan, in the name of Jesus Christ. You have challenged the servant of God before these people. But you will come and bow down before me. And he says, as the man was charging, when he came closer, he bowed down. He says, the ushers were ready to hold him. He said, leave him alone. He has met his match. It's not a man. It's the devil in a man. But when he came into the presence of the man of God, the demon was subjected to the power that was behind the man of God. And I'm saying here, Lighthouse Tabernacle, that same power that was behind that Kentuckian man is behind the bride this morning. He says, if they get a true revelation of the two spirits within the framework of the Christian church and by God's spirit discern and withstand the antichrist spirit Satan will be powerless before him who's there? you He will be as definitely thwarted today as when Christ withstood his every effort 
to gain power over him in the desert. Yes, Satan hates revelation. But we love it. With true revelation in our lives, the gates of hell cannot prevail against us, but we shall prevail over them. Are you still with me? Brother, in the same book, I think it's when in the Laodicean church age, the same book, Brother Branham says, now fear, even ministers, a brother asked me in this church, and he had heard of somebody in another town where a minister came before the pulpit and said, if you leave my church, you will face destruction. Then he asked me, say, Pastor, is it the right spirit? I said, it means the pastor's got a contract with Satan. How do you destroy people when they leave your church? Listen to what the prophet says. He says, have you ever noticed how the people who lead others astray bind them closely to themselves by fear? Folks, in this church, if you leave this church, we're going to meet in heaven. Amen. You are, not le- you are not less of a child of God when you leave. You are still a child of God. We will meet in the rapture. Amen. Amen. Have you ever noticed how the people who lead others astray bind them closely to themselves by fear? This one you have to... That's why when the false prophet rises within the message ranks, most message believers become afraid of such prophets because most are not living right. Then they are afraid to challenge a wrong prophet lest they get ambushed by a wrong prophet. But if you are living right, you are able to look a false prophet in the eye and say, you are a false prophet. Amen. Amen. There's another one that is busy moving around Limpopo. He says he's a mighty angel. People are following him. Foolishness. Mighty angel that we make tea for him? No, no. No, no, no. The man is, they are misrepresenting the quotation that the angel had an olive skin. The man's skin does not even come close to olive. But people that have been in the message 15 years, they follow such a man. He's from Malawi. Malawi needs prayers. It produced Bushiri, now it's producing a mighty angel. Have you ever noticed how the people who lead others astray, are you reading there with me? Others astray, bind them closely to themselves by fear. They say that if the people don't do what they say, or if they leave, then destruction will follow. 
They are false prophets. For a true prophet will always lead one to the weight and bind the people to Jesus Christ. And he won't tell the people to fear him or what he says, but to fear what the word says. Notice how these people like Judas are out for money. They get you to sell all you have and give it to them and their schemes. Those that have come across false prophets, they know. They can make you sell your house and tell you to take all that money from your house sale proceeds and say you need to give it into the missionary. You must never be coerced to give money. Money you must give it to the work of the Lord willingly, not with your gun on your head. Are you still with me? Notice how these people like Judas are out for money. They get you to sell all you have and give it to them and their schemes. They spend more time on offerings than the weight. Those who attempt to operate gifts will make use of a gift which has a margin of error in it, then ask for money and neglect the weight and call it of God. And if people will go to them, and people will go to them and bear with them. They know the guy lied, but they say it was just a mistake. Then he lies again. It was just a mistake. Bearing with them. And support them. And believe them. Not knowing it is the way of death. Yes, the land is full of carnal impersonators. In that last day, they will try to imitate the prophet messenger. Who will they imitate? The prophet messenger. They will try to design like he designed. But they will never be like him. This the seven sons of Sceva tried to imitate Paul. Simon the sorcerer tried to imitate Peter. Their impersonations will be carnal. They won't be able to produce what the true prophet produces. Give them five years, they won't last. Not long, there will be women issues or money issues. Then they need to even run from law enforcement agencies because it's carnal impersonation. Hear me out. In this church, if you are a minister and you go and follow a false prophet and later you return, it will take time before you preach. Because it tells us that you did not have the Holy Ghost to fall for such foolishness. I've said it. Now, they won't be able to produce what the, pro, the true prophet produces. When he says the revival is over, they will go around claiming 
a great revelation that what the people have is exactly right. And God is going to do bigger and more wonderful things amongst the people. And the people will fall for it. These same false prophets will claim that the messenger of the last day is not a theologian. So he ought not to be heard. They called him when they started the ministry to establish credibility for themselves. But in no time, they want to replace him. And the people will follow and fall for that. They won't be able to produce what the messenger can. Folks, this is hear me out on this one. I will have a problem if I can preach a message in this church and it's only understood by the people that come from my culture only. I will know it is not the word of God. It's a cultural message. The message of the message of God must be understood by all nationalities and by all the races the same. Can somebody say amen to that? These false prophets, when you check them, if he's a black false prophet, he only goes to the black people. He is understood by the black people because he's exploring their superstition. He can't go to the white folks. And the white folks, if they've got their own, is to their own. Black ones cannot understand. But this messenger, you take his message to China. The Chinese say, that's the word of God. You take his message to Italy. The Italians say, that's the word of God. You take it to America, to Africa, to Zimbabwe. Anywhere they say, that's exactly the same. No regional revelation. Did you hear me? We don't want cultural messages. And that is why. White people are not afraid of a witch. They just think it's a magic that you can play like a magic. But we are afraid. We can even base religion on witchcraft. To them it's not... When you speak about the white people of Mehmet, they just think it's a cartoon. But among black people, it's this thing, it caused a storm, roofs came off. Even them, they've got their own superstition. Every race has got silly superstition. I'm just talking about my own because I know. If you go to a black guy and say you are being bewitched, he says, hey, what must I do? But if you go to Brother Philip, he just says, ah, Brother, what are you talking about? Yes, sir. He will just go and check with the specialist. <laughs> and go for a test. Come and say, ah, there is nothing, Brother. I'm, I'm, I'm liberating my people. They have been robbed by Sangomas. A Sangoma that is very poor, walking barefooted, with his children failing at school, promising that I will make yours to pass. (laughs) 
He's as poor as the church mouse, but he says he will make you rich. No, 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 no. No, no, no. An African old lady can be broke, but she will have 10,000 to give to a sango. I'm talking, I think I was around about 11 years. And I was talking to my aunt. I still remember the conversation at 11. And she was speaking, speaking about ancestors. I still remember I said, uh, it doesn't make sense for me to, excuse me, worship ancestors. I remember how she made me afraid and said, they will punish you. Then I said, for the mere fact that they will punish me, they don't love me, then I will not serve them. And I'm glad at the age of 12 somewhere the message came my way and I was done with ancestors. I've never been fond of such. Life that is devoid of God is hard. It's very hard. Are you still with me? They won't be able to produce what the messenger can. No false prophet can go more than six years. Five years is maximum. But this prophet, how many years? How many years? Still standing. A brother, just to show the power of this message, he had the spoken weight in his body pack. He's nicked into China and he attended a service of a church that is owned. The Chinese government owns a church. They called it self, selfless, self-same church. That is the name of the church that is owned by the government, only recognized by the government. So the brother went in there with a spoken weight in his body pack. He went in. After he went in, we are told, after the service, when the service was dismissed, he stood by the door and he took out the spoken weight. Then he dished out to everybody that was coming out. Then they were thinking that he's part of the church. And everybody took the spoken weight. Within two weeks in that area, everybody was saying, we want more. We want more. Even some of their leaders left that government-owned church to come into the message. This message has got power. They won't be able to produce what the messenger can. They won't be vindicated by God as the last day prophet is. They'll come with their own manufactured pillar of fire, but it will never be authenticated by FBI. Most of them, it will just be a reflection of the sun. That the camera... Some of you you are taking pictures. You know that if you take a picture that is a sun reflection, it will look like a pillar of fire. Then a man goes around and says, there is the pillar of fire. No, sir. We recognize the one that came over the Kentucky man, authenticated by FBI, that William Brim, that there was a supernatural light. Are you still with me? But with their great swelling weight and with the weight of their worldwide notoriety, they will warn the people not to hear that man, messenger. 
they will say he teaches wrong. They are running exactly true to their fathers, the Pharisees, who were of the David, for they claimed that both John and Jesus taught error. The Pharisees, they used the, they used the prophet to reject his message. Do you understand? The prophet, Moses, his message was Jesus. Then they used the prophet to reject the message of Moses that became reality in their day, which was Jesus. Are you still with me? Let me move to those rascals and come to this one. In the message, God projecting his love, paragraph 14, preach this on the 6th of August, 1957. If you can just bring up, it's a very beautiful quotation. Paragraph 14, God projecting his love. 6th of August, 1957. He says, love is a powerful force. How many agree with that? Amen. Brother Bremen says, everything that I've ever done, when I pray for the people, I've got to love them first. Love is the most powerful force. It will run a woman, a mother, right into the flames of fire after her baby. Like I said, give example about the Mozambican cobra. If she knows she is plunging herself to death, there is nothing more strong than love. Love will make you trust. You might go and know that you belong to the greatest church in all the provinces of Canada. You might know that you are under the, cha- you are the charter member of the greatest church in the nation, then you would do things that you would not do if you belonged to a little mission somewhere in some corner and had the love of God in your heart. Love has no fear. Love casts out fear. And I notice in my meeting so much that when I come into the people, one of the great things I find among them is fear. And what makes fear is lack of confidence. If you lack confidence, it will make you fear. But if you love, it casts away that fear. That's the way God wants his church. Not as many as charter members. He wants members that's loyal and loves and believes and has confidence in him. You'll find that a lot of times, the reason you've got a worrying mind, the reason you've got unsettled mind is because you lack confidence in God. And when you lack confidence in God, fear makes your mind to be unstable. You know, fear can drive you to a point. If you remember, most of you when you were still young, you did not want to sleep while the light was off. Because why? As soon as they switch off the light, then you hallucinate, you see a human form, you see things that don't exist. Fear will produce things that are not there. That is why, discard fear. There is no value in fear. Fear will make you think that this is what is going to happen, this is how it's going to happen, and it will never happen. But who suffers most? It's you. Brother, you would know. People that are in the villages, as soon as they hear a sound on the roof, they think something is on top of the roof. It's fear. Are you still with me? 
But when you don't have fear, fear when when you when you are bold, if anything happens, you confront it because you know you've got the name of Jesus to confront it with. I'm saying as believers, we must never be fearful of anything. There is not no harm that will come the believer's way without God authorizing it. Before the devil can touch you, he needs a permission from God that I want to go and do this and God will put limitations. Anything that happens to you, you say, God, you knew about it. And if you allowed it, that means you've got power in me to overcome this situation. Nothing must ever overwhelm a believer. I hope we are together. In the message, as the eagle stirs her nest. On the 16th of March, 1958, paragraph 59. He says, Nothing can harm you. Folks, nothing can harm you. No coyote can get you. There is nothing can harm. The angels of God are encamped about those who fear him. Ten thousand may fall at your right hand and a hundred thousand at your left hand, but it will never come near you. He watches over his heritage day and night. Our God does not sleep. He said, even if 10,000 can perish on this side and another perish on this side, but it will never come to you. Let me give you an example before I go. When the Twin Towers crumbled in America and when they were bombed by Osama Bin Laden and the gang, not even one believer was affected. And yet, some of the believers were working there by the World Trade Center. But the report that we got then is that the brothers that were working there, some of them left work early. Some did not come to work. Not even one believer was affected. When Haiti experienced an earthquake and thousands and thousands perished, Not even one believer of all the Haiti believers that are there, not one was affected. Then here's the question. Whose power protected them? Whose power told them that today Osama Bin Laden and a bunch of lunatics are going to bomb the Twin Towers? You, brother, today, don't go to work. The Holy Ghost. God protecting his children day by night. If anything was to strike with bank, believers will never be affected. I say, believers will never be affected. Because wherever we go, the angels of God are encamped around us. We are protected day and night. When we are sleeping, the angels of God are there. And say, your son, the Lord, is, is resting. No demon must come close to them. 
Even if a thief can break into the house, he will steal a DVD player. Because a DVD player is not a part of God. But you are a part of God. No demon can ever harm you. Brother, if they steal your car, a car is not you. A car is not connected to God. You are connected to God. When it comes to you, no one will do anything. Let me give a testimony of what brother... uh, 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 I think it was this brother from Congo, Lubanza. When the war broke out in Congo, and it says right there, they were killing each other. And the believers were hiding in another house. And when they were hiding there, then the, some of the soldiers came there and broke into where they were. And they were expecting that they were going to destroy them because it was the, the, the enemy or the rebels. When they got into the house, one rebel as they were moving around, then he saw a picture of a cloud. Right there he said, hold on. He said, are you the Brandon people? And they say, yes, we follow Brandon Brandon. Right there, the people that were meant to destroy them, they say, now we've got to protect this house because the believers are in this house. Come on, believers. Come on, believers. What made that possible? God is there to protect the believers at all times. And we are told, when they left the house, they were on their way somewhere. And as they were traveling, walking on that path, they were stopped by other rebels. Because it was a tribal war. They wanted to check whether they understood their language. If they did not understand their language, they would kill you. Right there, one soldier stopped a brother. And asked the brother a question. And the brother did not understand the language that the rebel was asking him in. And the brother realized that it's done. I'm feeling. He just responded in his language. Right there, the rebel nodded and gave him a right of power. What happened on the day of Pentecost? They spoke in Hebrew, but every man understood them in their language. This God is still alive today. That's why I say fear must fall. A fear of witches must fall. A fear of demons must fall. A fear of demons must fall. Every fear this morning must fall. A fear of disease must fall. How many believe this God has got power? Then you want to tell me that he's going to fail you in that situation? He's not going to fail in that situation. Yes, the situation is there. Yes, the situation is difficult, but there is a God who's greater than the situation. You are coming out of that situation. I say you are coming out of that situation. And when you come out of it, don't ever be proud. Come here and stand before the believers and say, I did not know my way out. But I prayed and I came to church and God made a way. Let the name of the Lord be praised. Don't praise your degree. Don't praise your experience. Don't praise your talent. Praise the almighty God. He is the one that will make you come out of that situation. Have confidence in God. And fear no devil. God bless you.
as we stand to our feet. done great things.
next week Sunday we'll have a communion service. Amen. So we'll have two services next week. Another one is communion. Amen. Are we together? Amen. So next week, two services, communion service. Amen. Just give us a song. What am I? Jehovah is your name. Brother Philip, Andre, if you come and wrap up in prayer for us, my brother.
our God and our great eternal Father. You the first and you the last, Lord. Yes. You the beginning and you the ending, Lord. There is none like thee, O Lord God. There is none after you. There is none before thee, O Lord God. And we're so grateful, Lord, just to have our trust, our anchor inside of you, exactly. O Lord God. Where else can we turn to, Lord, but to the Lord? No, no other nation, no other community, no other organization, Lord, will be able to save us from this world, O Lord God. And, O Lord God, in the beginning, Lord, when there was nothing, Lord, you foreknew us and you foresaw us, O Lord God. Our names were written in your hands, in the palm of your hands, O Lord. And, O Lord God, how great thou art, Lord. You made, made sure, Lord, that that line would prevail right until the end of time, O Lord God. And our names were in your, in your palm, O Lord. And today we are standing here, Lord God. How much more will you protect us, O Lord? You protected that line, Lord. You will protect us to the end, O Lord. We're so grateful for it, just to know you, Lord. Just to be under a, under a, a, a mission, Lord. A service, Lord. With a minister, where our prophet, where our God, where all the prophets of old, Lord, believed. There is no fear. Have no fear, Lord God. We believe in that that uh, that prophet when they, when he's one of his servants were, were were in a crisis, and all you said, God, open these eyes. And when he looked, Lord, he saw all the chariots of fire yes. around, Lord, protecting him, my Lord. And oh Lord God, we know, Lord, nothing will come upon us, Lord. No, no weapon that has been formed against us will be Lord God, because you foreknew us and you foresaw us, Lord. You started the good work in us, Lord, and you will definitely see us through, O Lord God. Thank you for such a ministry today, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that we may just go on forward, Lord. No matter how dark the world gets, Lord, which it has to go, Lord. Lord, but you will protect your bride, O Lord God. It, she has to be there, and she will exactly. be there, Lord. Yes. We hold on to the promise, Lord, that you and your whole family shall be saved, O Lord. And Lord, we hold on to that, Lord. Lord, may we go home with confidence this afternoon, Lord. And wake up tomorrow morning with a zeal in our hearts yes. Lord, that you are protecting us, Lord God. May your will be done now, Lord, and bless our pastor, Lord. Let it be so Thank you for the prayers, Lord, that are going forth, Lord, for yes. our pastor, Lord, and his family, Lord. And even this whole whole church, oh Lord. Yes. And even believing, Lord, we see this, how the people are coming in, our Lord God. Yes. yes. Because your name is a great tower, Lord. Exactly. And, and the righteous run into it, Lord, and we know, Lord, Yes, the whole thing about the church to expand this church, Lord, it yes, is going to happen. Oh Lord, that's Lord. right. It, it has to happen, oh Lord. Exactly. The people are looking for you. The people are waiting for Hallelujah. this kind of ministry, oh Lord. And they'll find it right here, Lord God. We pray that that will be, that will be done in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Amen. Wonderful. The musicians, the singers, rehearsal after the service, you are requested to come after we have greeted one another. Amen. Let's just sing a song, and then till we meet on Wednesday, some next week's Sunday, and then don't forget it will be our communion service. Amen. Let's just sing a song. Amen. Any song?
Eva. 